podcast land <laughs> i swear you were born in the wrong era was i well that's a good segue into so doing some cleaning uh-huh and i had the song you know sugar sugar boop 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 yes boop, yes boop. great song yeah i think it's by the archies it's just such a fun, and I love the movie now and then. That's what it always makes me think oh. of. My little brain started changing the words on me to match our podcast. Oh. I only did, I don't even know, it was probably not even considered a verse. Maybe the chorus? Yeah. The bridge? Mm, the under over? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to hear it? The teeter-totter? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would love to hear it. you hear my teeter-totter it. version? <laughs> yes. Here it goes. So get the, get it, got it? Yep. Yep. In your head, in your head. Here we go. Murder, murder, boo, 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 boo. Hey, killer, killer, do, 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 do. Homicidal maniac. <laughs> Got me taken three steps back. I didn't write anymore. Oh, <laughs> yay. Oh, my God. So good. So good. So amazing. Oh, my God. You're so funny. I think I'm going to take that on the road. I think you should. Just, th- just those few lines. Yes. <laughs> just exactly how you sing it. You guys, if you didn't know, our last couple of descriptions in our episodes have been written by Marcy, the poet. Oh, that's me. And she didn't. I do know know it. it. Well, now she knows it, but she didn't. That's right. It just kind of started spewing out of me. Yeah. All these rhymes. It was funny. Like, she did, what was that, like, episode five was the first one, I think. And maybe four. I don't know. Anyways. I don't remember. But I was editing, and she showed it to me, and I was just dying because it was so good. And then she's like, I'm just going to do this every time. Oh, I'm blushing. <laughs> so good. So talented. The only thing I'm worried about is people are going to think the whole podcast is just one big poem. A poem. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. But we are murder of ages. Oh, we are. <laughs> and I'm Karen. You're, you're Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Marcy. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. kind of, I think, like left brain, right brain. You're more of the, oh, I don't know. Is that like the right brain? Is more technical. You're super good with the editing. Got it down to a science. And I'm like left brain goofy with the writing and the poems. I'm goofy too. Is that your, yeah, but you, oh. not as goofy as me. Well, because I can't even begin to edit. If it was up to me, I would just publish it as is. Ew. <laughs> Gross. See? So it's, maybe it's switched, but anyways, yeah. Ying yang. There we go. Oh, That's yeah. better. I like that better. That's true. I feel like I'm very OCD about everything, mm-hmm. and you are not. A little bit not. Just a lot of bit not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why our friendship works. Oh, it's true. Opposites. Opposites. If we were both OCD, we'd just drive each other crazy. Or we would just be perfect. Well, there's no fun in that. And clean. Like, this room. No? <laughs> Your part of it's clean. <laughs> Mine's not. True. My little corner <laughs> for our podcast. Um, so, we've been kind of brainstorming 
some Patreon exclusive content. And I think we finally got it down. Nailed it. So look for it. I'm really excited because it's going to be fun. It's going to be killer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And speaking of killer. Ooh, what you got? I got a story for you. You ready? Is it really depressing? Uh, Is it going to make me squirmy like your last one? Probably. Okay. Good. I'll let it slide since you brought me a nice little Starbucks Arnold Palmer type thing. Yeah, just a little iced tea. Yours has lemonade. Mine does not. So refreshing. So refreshing. It is nice. A lot better than coffee. I, yeah, since summertime, and I just had my black, two cups of black coffee, so now yeah. I'm ready for the tea. So if you and need I'll a be poop. awake all day long. Oh, yeah. I, I don't need. I already did that <laughs> oh, today. Perfect. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> no poop breaks. <laughs> okay, I got my information from Murderpedia, and a book titled "A Fever in the Heart and Rules Crime Files." Mm. Have you read it? I haven't, but I have her Kiss Me, Kill Me book on my bookshelf. Mm. I haven't read it. You know, <laughs> I do my bookshelf. I look for books that have really cool looking titles and, you know, make me look really interesting. Um, and I have I'm those smart. out on the yep, on the bookshelf. Mm. Have I read any of them? No. No. I have like, you know, the, uh, I'm trying to think of a really scientific, like the Mensa book or something like that. And some goosebumps. Like, yeah, there's goosebumps <laughs> up there. <laughs> There's that, uh, yeah, and some uh, nonfiction, little fiction, just to make me look like like this household is very interesting. Hmm. I think there's other things <laughs> in the household that would make it very interesting. Oh, like what? Um, like your kitchen? Is it the deer heads? No, I'm fine with those. Oh, okay. My kitchen? No, the kitchen. The wallpaper. I just hate on my kitchen. So bad. It's not so bad. It's retro. It reminds me of that 70s show. Just the green, like... It hasn't been updated oh. since the 70s, and I love well, it. Yeah, you love it. That's the I issue. Do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said you had a story for me. How did we get on this tangent of hating on my decor? Because you always interrupt <laughs> me. That is what happens. Shit. It's my fault. Okay, so I... I've been debating doing the story because because the person's name is the same name as my Ah, father's. Ah, you're doing it. I am. Yeah. Um, So for those of you who don't know me, I do not have a relationship with my father. So it was kind of weird to do this story. But yeah, I think it's good. I think episode, what is this now, eight? I think it's about time. All right. All right. They do have different middle names, though, but... That's a relief. Yeah. So, James Edward Rizika was born March 24th, 1950, in Port Angeles, Washington. His mother had her first child when she was 17. Mm -hmm. She had 10 children in all. (gasps) What? Yeah. Is your vagina just like a slip and slide at that point? (laughs) (laughs) Ten <laughs> children. Slip and slide. <laughs> Just one after the other. Going through the sprinkler. Oh my god, that is so gross, but so true. Um, so James was number three. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So child number one, two, four, six, <laughs> and nine died oh, not to funny. premature death. Yeah, take uh, back like, your laugh. <laughs> so as preemie babies, they died? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, oh. I think one of them only survived, like, I think the longest was, like, a month. Most of them, it was, like, that same How heartbreaking. day. So, yeah, so five of her ten children So that probably wasn't that, because in the 50s, that great of medical equipment now that we have to... Right. Take care of premature babies. Oh. Yeah. So James, he was the, technically the oldest, because the first two children passed away, and he was number three. Oh. And he survived. So technically, he's the, mm. yeah. Okay. Interesting how the psychopath survives. <laughs> right. How does that happen? I don't know. That's a good question. Um. So it has been said that the mother was a little... Mm, promiscuous with, with men? ten children. Right. I don't think so. Unless, well, they're not all by the same. Right. Yeah. They're, so, oh, definitely yeah. not promiscuous at all. So I guess um, the man she was married to when James was born, after they had divorced, he claims that he is not James's father, and there's no way. Like he did, like the timeline of like when they got together and Ooh, whatever. Shit. Um, but he did name James. So that's why people were like, oh, that's, yeah, it's your son. And he's like, no, I was just married to the mother. And Oh, come on. You were married to her when she had him. You can claim him as your son. Right. Don't well, I think, dick. like, biologically, I think they were trying to figure out oh. who his biological dad is. So technically, I don't think anyone really knows except maybe the mother. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> it's a slip inside. Gross. Coming and going. <laughs> literally um so james was always a hyperactive child um now obviously in 2020 he probably would have been diagnosed with adhd um and he had a unhealthy interest in sex Hmm. Um, his mother took him to see a series of doctors but every doctor had disagreed on what was going on with him So, like, one would say that he had some, like, brain trauma or brain damage, and the other would be like, no, he doesn't. So Brain trauma. Yeah, I Do mean. Do you know if he hit his head? No, I don't or know. Or just, like, something at birth or something. Yeah. Huh. So. Well, that's good. She's proactive, though, and aware. Yes. Um, she definitely was, but it kind of sucks, you know, back in the 50s, I guess. We didn't have the advancements it, we have now. Right. And, yeah, it would be kind of frustrating to have all these doctors say different things so you don't really know yeah. how to help your child, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do we know how old he is at this point when she's taking him to these doctors? No, I think it's pretty early, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, like child. And what was the name of the annual book? Um, it's Fever in the Heart. Okay, Fever in the Heart. I just want to keep mm-hmm. that in the back of my brain when I hear about his crimes. I'm going to be like, yeah. oh, Anne, you're pretty creative. Yeah. Um, let's see. So he was in and out of juvenile facilities and prisons from the age of nine um, for stealing. He, see, and I don't know if this is true. Um, Obviously, I don't know if any of this is true, right? But they <laughs> said that he was a product of an abusive home. But that's the only thing I've ever read about an abusive home. So maybe... 
um, like boyfriends. Yeah, right. Or it could be something he said that's not corroborated. Sure. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not too sure. Um, so, are you ready for this? Mm. Um, okay, okay, okay. He first practiced bestiality oh, as a child, no. soon progressing to the molestation of young girls. He would masturbate in his sister's panties from the dirty laundry hamper. He would ask her to let him see her lady parts. Um, And then when he was about, like, 18, 19, he tried to get her to have sex with him. Oh, dude. And, of course, she, like, freaked out. And then he... Then, of course, called her, like, a liar and, like, she's crazy, blah, 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 all those. Ew. Yeah. So he's been in love with his sister or had her on, like, a sexual thing. Yeah, I think it's the thing. I don't not really think love. he knows what love is. Or what he thinks is love anyways. Right. So, and around during that age, um, he was also doing LSD, cocaine, heroin, speed, and drinking alcohol. Whoa. All together? Or, like, one day I'm going to do, oh, it's Monday, heroin. Right. Tuesday, cocaine. Wednesday, middle hump day, got to have alcohol. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wow, that's quite, we should add that to our calendar. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, so, as an adult, he was six foot one and weighed 155 pounds. That's skinny. So tall and skinny. String bean. Yep. And he has these big glasses. I guess he was really, like, not blind, but pretty much. <laughs> like, he had the thick, thick, weird glasses. Sorry if any of you wear them. My dad does. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He doesn't listen. It's okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so he was arrested for stealing. Uh, he s- escaped from jail. But even though he escaped, they just put him on parole. Like, I don't they didn't take him back to jail for escaping. It must not have no. been that big of a stealing. I don't think so. I think minor. it was just like little petty shit, like gas stations. Like it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. Um, but then in 1973, at the age of 23, he was convicted of raping two Washington women at Knife Point named Joyce Johnson and Tanny Fletcher. He was pronounced a sexual psychopath by the court. Uh, he received a 10-year prison sentence suspended on condition that he joins a sex offender um, rehab program at Western State Hospital, which is near Tacoma. Okay. Oh, I did a story where someone was at Western State Hospital. Oh. Yeah, the... Um, I was going to say, it sounds really familiar. Kalebu. Yes. He was yep. there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's at the... Western State Hospital. Yep. He's at Western State Hospital, and he obviously jumped to the chance to escape. Okay. Um, so he would build trust with all the officers and stuff there, or at doctors. He must have been pretty uh, um, charismatic. Yes. Like, I, it was said that he was totally just super nice, sweet guy, and always, obviously, like say like he would never hurt a fly like type of thing he'd just have sex with it yeah and then kill it after administrators thought enough of him to grant him a 48 hour furlough from which he never returned 
Yeah. Shocker. So when he escaped, he went to Seattle and he actually moved in with his ex-wife and her new husband. Uh, Yeah, I didn't really hear too much about the ex-wife until like now. Well, I'm just thinking, oh, hi, honey. This is my ex-husband. He raped two women and he just escaped from the mental hospital. Can he stay with us? Right. Is that cool? Yeah, and I don't... Give me a break. When I don't know how much they know. They had to at least know what he was arrested for. But I guess news, though, it's not like the internet. Right, yeah. It's not like you get it at Facebook. So, I'm... Yeah. Yeah. Curious about the mental state of those two. Well, and it's in a different area. Oh, that's true. Because she's in Seattle. Okay, so he only stayed with his ex-wife and her new husband for less than a month. Like a couple weeks. And then he decided to leave. Uh, When detectives talked to the ex-wife to see if anything was missing when James left, she said she was missing some towels, some white drapes, a fishing knife, and some cash. White drapes. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, look on your face tells me those come into play later. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. James murdered two girls in Seattle, Nancy Kinghammer, 16 years old, and Penny... Haddenham, who was 14, um, they both were abducted from their homes at night. Hmm. Penny's corpse was recovered first. Investigators found her hanging from a tree just oh, off of West Seattle gosh. Expressway. Oh. An autopsy determined that she had been raped, then strangled before her body was hanged. So with a noose? type of deal i think or so. just draped over some limbs i don't know oh, poor baby yeah uh, nancy Kinghammer surfaced a month later her half naked body concealed beneath trash in a vacant lot mm-hmm. uh, some towels were wrapped around the decomposing corpse and there was a knife oh the towels the knife yep and um all of that stuff was traced by homicide detectives to the ex-wife's home. Mm. It was James Ruzika in the woods with the knife, the towel, and the drapes. And cash. Oh, and cash. <laughs> it was like 30-something dollars or something. Which is equivalent to $100,000 today. Probably. <laughs> All right. So then um, they still don't have him. I think they're trying to, like, make a case for it. Yeah. And everything. I have no idea where to even find him. Right. So then, during this whole investigation, James had been arrested in Beaverton, Oregon. Oh. For the brutal rape of a 13-year-old girl. Oh, my gosh. Um, he told police that she was a willing participant. No. A 13-year-old girl. Dude. No. You're disgusting. So he was sentenced to prison um, for that 13-year-old girl in Beaverton. And then he later confessed to the murders in Washington. So then oh, now okay. things are starting to come together. So then in September 30th, 1975, he was convicted on all accounts and he received two consecutive life terms, which had to be served after his organ sentence. Oh, nice. Yeah. So either way, I he's mean, he's not getting out. Yeah. Um, so when he was in Oregon, I don't know. I don't know if he was at the penitentiary or just a jail. I'm not too probably a penitentiary at the 
because his crimes were probably so big yeah i'm not too sure brutal um but authorities in oregon have reported a series of hormone injections for him designated oh is he getting a sex change designed to reduce his libido oh yeah because his sex like fantasies and shit like that were out of bad yeah, and then they even threatened to castrate him. Oh! hmm Yeah. Is he just, like, shooting semen all over the walls in his cell? Probably. Ugh. I don't know. I don't he must just be, like, compulsively masturbating for them to yeah, threaten that. it was bad. And probably just doing it out when, you know, the guards have walked by mm-hmm. and oh, ugh. Yeah. Ugh, stop. You're the. This is your story. Um. So then, after serving his Oregon sentence, he was moved to the penitentiary in Walla Walla, Washington, which now, uh, he will serve his two consecutive life terms. Um. Oh, so he's here now. Yeah, he's here. Still alive. Yeah. I mean, no one. There was nothing stating that he's dead. So, he always bragged about how many pen pals he had. Oh, come on. Men and women. Oh, you guys. I know. Why do people do that? Why do you need that toxicity in your life? I don't know. I mean, it reminds me of, who was it? Um, Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, he got married. Yeah. And she tried to. She tried to marry Ted Bundy. Right. told her no. Um, (laughs) So, he has always said how he just wants to get married and have children and he thinks that he got set up and all like all these Mm. theories and how it's not fair and he just wants to live a normal life blah blah um he also bragged that he had sexual contacts with at least 300 different women (laughs) which i don't know um and in the book i they were saying something about some girl was in love with him and she was blind, but oh my. but I guess she knew everything. But she was like madly in love with him. I don't know. There's it's some sick weird. Out there. Yeah, but whoa, that's all I got. That uh, I can see why you were putting that one off. Yeah. Yikes! I know. And side note: when my mother married my father, and they moved to Walla Walla apparently my dad told my mom that there was a serial killer named <sighs> the same name as him Heads up. yeah and I never knew this story until like honestly maybe like a month ago when I told oh. my mom because I had no idea and I was you know googling like you know serial killers whatever in Washington mm-hmm. and he pops up and I freaked out. I talked to my mom about it. And she goes, oh, yeah, I knew that. Like, he oh told gosh. me about it when we moved here. I was like, what? How is that, like, so casual? Yeah. Like, it's so weird. I don't know. Like, obviously, I know, like, I'm not related to him. But it's just that weird, co- not even a coincidence. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't and know. Then, I mean, and to have that associated with your name, too. Yeah. I mean, I was telling you, there's some shady people with my last name that i'm not related to but right. i'm still like oh it is really weird. weird yeah well that's, good job thanks that's what i got my turn so i have the present murder true crime story you do 
don't be upset with me. I know you might. First, I'll tell you my sources. <laughs> don't look at me like that. Wikipedia, true crime articles, unsolved mysteries, and POMC.org. So I did a 1985 one. Okay. I was like, I don't know. Do I do it for a past or do I use it for a present? So I went ahead and chose present. Okay. So it's the tube sock murders. Wait, why am I supposed to be mad? I don't know because it's not really a present or a past. It's right on the dot. Okay. 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 I don't know. I'm very mad. I was afraid that you already <laughs> were going to do the story. So, but what, what was it called? The tube, tube sock murder. Oh no! You want to do uh, the tube sock one? Uh, no, I don't know, but I don't like it. No, I don't like it. <laughs> um, our so it's August tenth, nineteen eighty-five. Forty-two-year-old Ruth Cooper and her boyfriend, twenty-seven-year-old Stephen Harkins, and their dog from Tacoma went on a weekend camping trip to Tool Lake in Yom, Washington. Hmm. Pretty good age difference between those two. Yes. Go Ruth. You know, age is just a number. Yeah. Sometimes. Hmm. That Monday, their families reported Ruth and Stephen missing when they failed to show up for work at a Tacoma vocational school, which where they both were working. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was the 10th. Four days later, August 14th, hikers find Stephen Harkin's body still in his sleeping bag Ooh. near a remote campsite. He had been shot in the head. Authorities believe that he was shot while he was sleeping. A few yards away, they also found his dog. Who had been killed. Oh, no. Ruth Cooper could not be located. Two months later, October 26, 1985, about a mile and a half from where Stephen was found, it was at a dead end of 8th Avenue South, a skull was found. Dental records ID'd the skull as that of Ruth's. Two days later, her body and purse were found about 50 feet away, and a tube sock was tied around her neck. Ew! She died of a gun- gunshot wound to the abdomen. And Is it just I- one gunshot for each of them? That's what it sounds like. See, it's so weird to do, like, my survivor stories, and they get shot in the head, like, a million times and survive. I think- if it's somebody, too, who maybe knows what they're doing, like this maybe wasn't his first killings. Because, yeah, one shot. And I think in the abdomen, you probably just bleed out. Yeah. Uh, that's true. I don't I don't know if it's – I don't think it would be instant. Uh, I couldn't find the type of gun used either, so I'm guessing there weren't any casings left over or casings, right? Bullets? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. A month and a half later, December 12, 1985, Mike Reamer, 36, and his girlfriend, Diana Robertson, 21, and their two-year-old daughter, Crystal, also from Tacoma, leave for a weekend camping trip. Sound familiar? And did you note the age difference between these two as well? He is 36 and she's 21. They met when she was 17. Oh, okay. I was like, that's and not so horrible. But... 17, though, yeah. and that's what four years so he was 32 she was 17 oh yeah okay that's a little Uh weird um he was an animal trapper which i wrote legal i don't can you go and just trap animals this was 85 but that doesn't seem like it's okay but wait so he would just trap them and what kill them or i guess so he was an animal trapper and he was going to go check his traps on their camping trip So he was checking on his traps in the area near the Nisqually River, which is by the Puget Sound. Mm. The same evening, 
So on December 12th, their daughter Crystal is found at a Kmart in Spanaway. And she was placed into foster care for two days until her maternal... <laughs> typo, I wrote material. <laughs> <laughs> maternal grandmother recognized her on a news broadcast. Grandma is quoted as saying, when she, saw, when she saw me, she ran into my arms, and that's where she's been ever since. And when she was asked where her parents were, she replied, Mommy is in the trees. Aww. But being only two, she wasn't really able to provide any information. So I wonder if she got older, if she had any, like, uh, regressed memories from it? Nightmares or anything like that? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think my first memory, I mean, I barely remember anything. I was, when I was five, like, I don't. Yeah. I hope she doesn't. Yeah. So they were unable to find Mike. Diana or their red 1982 Plymouth pickup truck. They even used air searches. About two months later, February 18th, 1986, Diana Robertson's body was found by a motorist off of Logging Road in Mineral, Washington. This is where their pickup was also found, and there was a note written on a manila envelope on the dashboard that read, I love you, Diana. There were also blood stains on the pickup seat. Oh. So, I mean, the note's kind of a mystery. Why did he write it? His mom did confirm that it was his handwriting, and I guess he would leave notes for Diane all the time, kind of like that. Uh-huh. So she died from 17 stab wounds, and oh. she had a tube sock tied around her neck. Ugh. Now, the last couple, gunshot. Right. Diana, stab wounds. So, I mean, why? It feels more personal, to me, stabbing someone yeah. 17 times yeah. versus one gunshot wound. True. So uh, what I wrote here, I'm curious, was someone imitating the first tube sock killing oh. to throw off police. Possibly. I don't know. There's just so many questions. Or he doesn't have enough money to buy bullets. Yeah. Know. You know, and he has a knife. Like, that might be why not? Trying to figure out his method. Mm-hmm. So Mike was the initial suspect because he couldn't be found. And the theory was that he killed Diana and left Crystal at Kmart. So back in October of 1985, he was charged with domestic assault, but the couple gotten back together in December. And he was described by his employer as a typical roofer who worked hard and played hard. <laughs> Whatever that means. Story of my life. <laughs> That's my life motto. <laughs> oh, I want that on the t-shirt. Work hard, play hard. You've never seen that? Oh, yes, I have. I was like, that's literally everywhere. That's that true. is copywriting. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Okay. <laughs> so now we're jumping fast forward to 2011, March oh, wow. 26th. A partial human skull that turned out to belong to Mike, to Mike was found hmm. about a mile from where Diana was discovered. And I think the reason they didn't find this back in... 86 was because uh, there was so much snow that it was pretty much impossible to search. They had bloodhounds out, but I guess there were like six feet snow drifts. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and think of how much we've evolved since the 80s. Yeah, that's you know? true. That's true. So there is another case of a couple murdered. Uh, so this was in March 9th of 1985 to... Uh, an engaged couple, Edward Smith and Kimberly Diane Levine. So jealous of her name. Uh, they went March 9th, 1985. They went for a camping trip. 
And that afternoon, the next day, or I'm sorry, the next afternoon, Edward's body was found in a gravel pit. His hands were tied behind his back and his throat was cut. Two weeks later, their car was found at an overlook above the Columbia River. Five months later, so now we're in August of 1985, and this is the same month as the Ruth and Stevens murder. Oh, okay. She was found two miles from Edward. Uh, They didn't have a cause of death, and I'm thinking maybe that she was too decomposed. Uh Uh-huh. They did find a single fingerprint on their vehicle. So in 1989, that was matched to Billy Ray Ballard Jr. Mm. And he was serving time in Wyoming for the abduction, rape, and torture of two Wyoming women. He was extradited and to avoid the death penalty, pled guilty to both murders. The murder of Edward and Kimberly. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And he's serving his time in Wyoming. So now, did he also commit the other murders? Right. But they're so different. I was you know, also his thinking, MO seems to be rape. Yeah. And I was also thinking the switch from the gun to the knife. Mm-hmm. So the gun, it is his first known murder, right? Yeah. So, the, you know, you hear that some serial killers don't get enough satisfaction from oh. certain methods. Um, so maybe he wasn't satisfied because one, you know, boom, boom, and that's it, rather than actually stabbing someone 17 times. That's true. It might be more gratification from that. Yeah. And the thing with the tube sock. Yeah. I don't know. So this is unsolved. I don't know. That was... Why and- do you keep telling unsolved stories? <laughs> Let's go figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're fun to kind of dis- well, not fun, but to, to discuss. They're good. Discussion. The Lewiston one last week and this one. You're on a roll. Mm. It's like the I survive. Like D. I love. Cooper I wasn't last week. DB Cooper was Tuesday. Oh, why didn't I say last episode? Did I say last? Oh, no. I, don't know. I don't remember what I said. That's three. Come on. Out of give eight. me. A- You've done two. I survives. They're so good. Yeah. So, so let me have my unsolved. So, no, I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and and then you know to never hear about the tube sock thing again. That's something that you know would be noticed, right? Because that's a perfect serial killer name. A tube sock murder, and yeah. then, oh, well, yeah. Why did he stop? Did he get arrested? Did he die? Right. So many questions, and it all happened, and they think it's probably a local because it would have, they were all killed in remote areas uh-huh. in, this, in the wilderness. Wow. Oh my gosh. Lots of questions. So I have a lot of questions. Just my brain is going Pick one. crazy. And if you have questions listening, please email us your questions. I would murderofages at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your point of view on any cases that we discuss. Any questions you might have that we can maybe do some deeper dives. You know, we yeah. love communication. And if uh, we said or pronounced or did anything wrong, we apologize. You can just keep that to yourself. You can tell uh, us, uh, but we apologize because we're not, you know, we're not professionals or anything. We're just <laughs> too... And if you are going to tell us, be nice about it. Yeah. Marcy's very sensitive. I am. Which is funny because I'm the emotional <laughs> one, not her. You're emotional. I'm sensitive. <laughs> there we go. Different. Yep. All right. To end this episode... Instead of doing a feel-good story because I was having trouble finding one that really made me feel good. See? See? (laughs) 
I decided to do a dumb criminal story. This one's pretty good. This is from February 5th, 2020. Oh. I Yeah, recent. I oh. got it from Police Law Enforcement Solutions. It's like a magazine article. Oh. Yeah. Okay, here we go. It happens in Santa Rosa County, Florida. So two men were arrested after law enforcement officers said they found illegal drugs in a bag labeled bag full of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I wish they had a mugshot of these two. So they were pulled over by a state trooper for speeding 25 miles over the limit. Um, there were large amounts of narcotic, narcotics discovered. Uh, it says right here, note to self. Do not traffic your illegal narcotics in bags labeled bags full of drugs. Right. Our canines can read. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. So what they found is 75 grams of methamphetamine. Oh Jesus. 1.36 kilograms of GHB, which I believe is the date rape. Right? Drug? The rupee? I have no idea. A gram of cocaine, 3.6 grams of fentanyl. Oh, 15 MDMA tablets and other drug paraphernalia. Nice. According to CNN. It's kind of a fun way to end it. This is a little short episode. It is. I like you. it. What's Can... funny is we need to start, you know, maybe serial killers should label, like, on their gun, like, murder weapon or oh, something. You know, well, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. We just start labeling yeah. everything. Leave little breadcrumbs. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a dumb criminal story, send it in. Send it in. Do it. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Murder of Ages. <laughs> Marcy doesn't know. She just uh, found out what Instagram was when we started. I did. I've been having fun posting a couple things on my own personal. I know. I've been begging her for years to get it. I'm up to 50 followers. Ooh. So yay me. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> All right. Close us out. Tell you perverse, notorious waste. We'll meet you there. <laughs>